Good evening. Five o'clock. We're at the Bayside Gourmet. Mile Marker 82.7. And this is The View from Paradise. My name is Mark Mills. I am really grateful you are joining us this evening. I think we've got a great hour laid out for you. Uh, folks who are kind of peeking behind the curtain, wondering what uh, life is like in the Florida Keys, you're going to get a shot at it uh, to really see... Um, you know, it's not just the locals scurrying about trying to feed off of uh, you know, Hell Week or uh, the insane, uh, insane flow of tourists. But, you know, uh, folks coming down, uh, finding uh, what's new, what's changed, because basically over the last two years, uh, the keys have been kind of redone from top to bottom. Mm. So. Uh, we Thanks will, to a hurricane. Yeah, well, Irma came by and... Revitalizing. Yeah, I don't like the way this place looks. You know, basically, like a giant with toys. So, uh, we will get to uh, that. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, our guest this evening, don't say a word, is uh, the executive director of Florida Keys Coalition, Environmental Coalition. And uh, I think... Um, we're talking about mosquitoes, we're talking about plastic, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff that is just the root means of uh, life in paradise and uh, things that we've got to address. So, uh, first and foremost, I like to address the people who make this program happen every week. You think? Those who uh, divvy up uh, 100 bucks a month and, uh, you know, it, it all works out. So, Sunshine Title, Jeannie Pinnell. Uh, and the gals up at uh, Sunshine Title, Marmarker 103 in Key Largo. If you are, and I know you're, you've also got the same ticket I have, mm-hmm. So, but uh, I think we see eye to eye on a number of things. Um, lots of folks are uh, trying to uh, make as much as they can on their home sales right now. Yeah, baby. Things yeah. are starting to slow down a little bit. Six-month window in front of any election. The, the housing market generally tends to grind to a halt. So... Uh, something you may be considering is not working with an agent or a realtor. Perish the thought. But <laughs> if you're going to do a FISBO, trust me, you want a guide and Sunshine Title will get you through that. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm probably making all kinds of enemies with this speech here. But the bottom line is you want somebody whose focus is to get your deal done without any surprises uh, with a clean title and a policy that guarantees you hold the title or you in the bank. Mm-hmm. So uh, that said, uh, please uh, contact Jenny, uh, 305-451-0032. Uh, you can Google them up on the web, too, if you like. Jim LaPointe is our local money guy, and he's a good one, lending money on uh, single wides, double wides, uh, you know, as wide as you want to make it, you know, but... <laughs> But he's, uh, his rates are amazing. Uh, we are looking at an investment property through him, possibly. Uh, a 15-year is uh, 3.1. Excuse wow. me? 3.1. That's I mean, that's, yeah, that is amazing. It's just like, jeez, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, go to our website, radioa18.com. Uh, Jim's uh, placard is right there. Uh, click on that phone number, the whole nine yards. It's all there. Give Jim a call. Uh, you will be glad you did. It's time to it's, talk to Jim. Yeah, absolutely, it is time to talk to Jim. Monroe County Bail Bonds. Say it, Harry. Come on vacation, go home on, on probation. probation. There you are. Nothing, <laughs> nothing more needs to be said, folks. Too many of you have already set the example for the rest of hey, us. So. Let me tell you, there's yeah. been a lot of success stories of people on Duval Street that uh. their vacation was not ruined because they remembered uh, what was that? The uh, Radio A1A set? Yeah. yeah. Home on, yeah, there yeah. you go. Also, FloridaKeysBail.com yeah. is their website, so cool. it's easy to find. Good people in helping you out in a pinch. Man. Yep. That's the way it goes. Uh, and while you are here, if you drop your cell phone in the water, you are going to want to get to know Keys Smartphone Repair uh, up there at, uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, 90? 90 mile marker. 90 mile marker. 90. Yeah, uh, in the marathon station. In the marathon right? station. Yeah, Victor is uh, outstanding and uh, has kept my old SE iPhone running like an old Briggs and Stratton. Oh, my gosh. And remember the old Briggs and Stratton where you you're tied the like rope a, around it and yanked it? And, you know, yeah. You're like back to the future or something. Pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. You know, so it... 
Pretty amazing. This thing has been in the water. I've broken the front off of it. I broke the bottom off of it. They get the Victor. Victor goes, ah, no problem. He does. You know, a couple of minutes, done. You know, so uh, incredible smartphone repair. Key smartphone repair. It's right there at mile marker 90 at the Marathon Station. Uh, Author Chip Bell has uh, written uh, number 14. 14 books now, all based uh, uh, in the Florida Keys in South Florida. And um, great beach read. Can't beat it. You know, uh, and uh, all titled with Jimmy Buffett tunes. Exactly. I mean, you know, how A went A can you get? That's right. Know? So my favorite is still <laughs> today, favorite album of Jimmy Buffett's. Is, is A went A? Cool. Yeah. White sport coat. What is it? White sport coat and a pink, pink crust station. station. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. And Michael Marinelli, my old uh, real estate homie from American Caribbean. Uh, I talked to him today. Yeah. He had a closing uh, again by virtue, I think, of a referral from Radio A1A. Uh-huh. And, there you go. And, uh, it I'll was be a, expecting my check, Michael. <laughs> well, it was it was a previous client. He yeah. seems to close the same clients a lot. They move You know up. what? If you can't close them a second time, <laughs> you, know, you probably can't pull it off the first time. Michael's good. He's, he's, a, he's, he's Mr. Service. There's no question about it. So, uh, and we're going to shift gradually over here, or uh, as definitely as an elephant in a concrete block yard with a blindfold on. Um, <laughs> did you know, Anthony? Sir. Proprietor of Bayside Gourmet, this is National Pizza Week. I did not know that. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is we National just, Pizza Week. Just fix it and post. Well, you Pretend know. I know we'll it. It. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I know all about it. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually can. So, um, When did you, you guys moved out here about five years ago, yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had been back and forth for years because we have friends next door at other side right yeah which so. is a great i mean if you if you need wardrobe if you need uh, stuff to play with if you need whatever souvenirs yeah we'll get them out here one day yeah uh, you know because they have the cable park too which well, is a there lot you of go. fun yeah. yeah cool uh paddle boarding and kite boarding all and, the stuff and they have uh, axe throwing now too Actually, oh yeah. my gosh! They actually have. We did it out front for an event, but they actually have a mobile unit that they can bring anywhere. Wow! Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. You talk about getting your aggressions out. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, Holy cow! And uh, Mike does a really good job with all the uh, instruction. Awesome, man! Yeah. Yeah, Speaking of right. really good job, uh, the cauliflower crust pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. It is good, yeah. Who the hell came up with that one? A lot of people really enjoy that. It is really good. That veggie pizza is my favorite. My gosh. I appreciate it. No, man, uh, this is, you know, I say every time I do the news, probably the best Italian food and pizza you're going to have. And and you guys have not let me down yet. I appreciate you know, that. We are trying to do my wife and I sort of a, a, a plant based protein diet. Yeah. You know, and uh, scored with the uh, classical lasagna. Yeah. There's no meat in that. Yeah. You know, and uh, so we did the you know in the uh, uh, gourmet salad. <sighs> God, yeah. you know, I mean, it's almost a crime to pull the bacon off of that. I know. Because the rest of it is just amazing. I mean, gluten, <laughs> gluten-free now is such a big part of people's lives. Huge. So, yeah, we have a lot of people come in and get the cauliflower crust. Yeah, Cauliflower crust pizza is, like, really kind of to die for. It. Yeah. It's all about it. So what's on special this week? Uh, you know, every day we try to run, uh, you know, a nice uh, grouper special yeah. or a seared tuna special or... Uh, you know, something I like to get a little crazy. So we run, we run uh, all different kind of wacky things. I like to blend. I like to blend. <laughs> it's easy when the, the, the bay and the ocean are like yeah. you know a hundred feet away. Well, it's easy because so. there's no real rules anymore. You know, yeah. you can you can fuse things together now. People are really open to that. So you fusion can, really has become kind of like the go for it. There's you know, really no rules, rules anymore. If it works, yeah. it works. So, yeah, you know, it definitely opens things up when you can mix different, you know, uh, just different styles together. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. And the best way to keep up with the specials is uh, is Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. They're on there every single day. Cool. Yeah, we put pictures and we post the specials every day. Nice. Yeah, so All right. uh, you can see what we've run today, tomorrow, last week. What's yeah. the website? Very cool. Uh, so Bayside Gourmet. Uh, Bayside Gourmet. Bayside Gourmet yeah. and at Bayside Gourmet on Instagram. Cool. And you can see what we're up to. Yeah. And, it, you know, folks, it is so worth it. You know, I mean, I, I really 
you know, I'm going to catch a mountain of crap for saying this, but I have been missing really good Italian food, you know, since I've lived down here. Right. You know, there's a couple of places that do it, you know, but I mean, you know, just blow your mind to good Italian food, you know, and you guys have hit it in spades here, man. Yeah, it's fun. We'll do a yeah. lot of the classic recipes yeah. that come, you know, from my father. My father was born in Naples. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and then we, the real deal. Yeah, and then we get to mix in some new stuff, too. So cool. We try to keep it fresh every day. You go to Tuscan and uh, Sicilian styles as well? It's yeah, a, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, definitely my influence is, is Naples, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we have family in Rome. We have family in Sicily. We have family all over, so... Where we can draw from that for sure. So Anthony's tribe got around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. My dad spent time there in 1944 <laughs> <laughs> for a few days. Huh? So probably wasn't cooking. And yeah. we have a lot of yeah. family in uh, in Canada too, in Montreal. Really? Is that right? Yeah, because a lot of people emigrated from you know from Italy to to Montreal. Yeah. So they have a huge uh, Italian population there too. Some so. of the best Italian food I've ever had yeah. on this continent. Has been in Montreal. Some of the best and, food in Omaha. Some mm. of the best food. Omaha, Nebraska. Montreal. Some of the best food you eat. I mean, Chinese food, Vietnamese oh, yeah. food, uh, French food. I mean, it's big food town. Yeah, it's incredible. Do Super. you have that wine selection that goes with that style of food? Most oh, of yeah, for sure. And Jacqueline, you've talked to her before. Yes. My wife. Uh, yes. She does a really good job of. Um, Sommelier? Uh, yeah, making those selections and making sure they, they not only match, you know, with what we're doing here, but also, uh, you know, local, you know, sustainable. Cool. You know, she's really into that. And a hard-to-get item that you guys have here is the uh, Sundog uh, uh, Ale or whatever. The beer, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with the beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are men, I after all. I don't drink as much of it as I used to. Uh, <laughs> Probably a good thing. Yeah. Right. Now that I live in a place where my shirt's probably going to be off more than it was in Jersey. There you go. But, uh, you know, we added another four taps, so we have 12 taps now. Sweet. So I, I like to mix mix Excellent. up the selection every week and have yeah. something new and different on tap. Yeah. So, I mean, we just put something yesterday. It's uh, it's a bourbon uh, it's a bourbon aged uh, stout. Really? Yeah. It's, re- it's a limited release. That re- sounds good. Limited release. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty expensive. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, Line them up. It's a limited release, and, and they, uh, you know, when it's done uh, brewing, they take it and they age it for at least another eight months yeah. in uh, old old oak bourbon barrel. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that really sounds good. delicious. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye, man. We appreciate, appreciate you allowing it. us to do the show here. And Absolutely. We will catch you next Monday, okay? All right. Have fun. Cool, but oh, we I, will. National Pizza Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was my, it was my idea, actually. I started the whole thing, but yeah, that's yeah. for another show. It's a big hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Thanks, that's man. awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, I think, I think there should be a National Radio Week for radio or something. There like probably that. is. Yeah, but, you know, Barry, you're probably right, but, you know, how redundantly, you know, kind of can we be? So, Barry Ray. Hello. The uh, executive director of Florida Keys Environmental Coalition. Boy, that's a mouthful, but, you know, uh, you got some irons in the fire, dude. Oh, I've got too many balls in the air, too. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's dinner hour, so I try and, you know, you know uh, word those things properly. You can get Harry over Beach here. Beach balls. Beach balls. Harry's, Harry's going to need an adjustment <laughs> of his pacemaker. <laughs> You know, he said it was making it sound like an Italian taxi. Was that no, a backup truck? Yeah, that's yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So what? I mean, all right. You know, and, and here's the deal. I wanted to ask you this question since the last time I had you on the radio. Mm-hmm. That was a real estate show. This is a free for all. Here so, we go. All right, let's go wild. That's what I like. Why is it that people seem to think that you cannot have commerce and a clean environment at the same time? Well, it's, I, I don't think it's that they think you can't. I think they believe we do. I think, it's, <laughs> I think people actually live in, a, in an oblivious manner in, in so Bubble. many regards. They, they think that everything takes care of itself, that everything's fine, until you actually go down to that seashore with a bunch of scouts or something else and you find out that, hey, if I go back every weekend... I got the same amount of trash to pick up on that beach. Every weekend. Every weekend. Every weekend. Yep. It doesn't seem to change. Didn't matter how much you picked up last time. 
you know, there's people down here that that's what they do for a living is pick up trash. There's yeah, grants it. that pay them to yeah. do so. They clean we out. We got a guy who yeah. walks up and down the highway, yeah. rides a bicycle, is dressed in white plastic bags. Oh, that's a different guy. That's, you know, but I mean, that's all that he wears. Yeah. Now, and he's a dumpster diver. Mm-hmm. And he's actually a good guy. And he's oh, really? very intelligent. Very. You know. I mean, I've, I've, in my old radio days, I used to run into him at our dumpster, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, sometimes leaving work late, and, and have conversations with him. So, you know, I mean, he can be very lucid. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, you know, he, he didn't appreciate my white ensemble joke very much. But, <laughs> but We all wonder, though. We see him. He's, yeah, he's, a, you he's know, a local the, icon, uh, if you will. I is know. drawn to the white bag. That's what he wears, you yeah. know. And, I mean, how is it that, you know, that can exist here and people can be oblivious to the fact that, you know, yeah, we have people who just go to the beach every day, go to the water every day and clean crap up. It, it's amazing how oblivious people are to everything that affects their environment. We're, we're living in a, a, a state in our globe right. where there are truly ex, existential threats. Yeah. All right? And, I mean, people say that, and some people don't even understand what that means, existential. means you may not exist later. Right. Because right? of this. Right. Yeah. It, it this is could kill a you. potential death blow right. for our species, society, if not yeah, other species, the, you know, society, society could break down. And, and most likely, if we don't do anything to change some of the things we're looking at, uh, we're going to see such ugly things in our lifetime. I plan on living for quite a bit longer. I'd like to hang and, around a while. And, and 30 years from now, yeah. I think we're going to be seeing some of that downside to you know, global warming. We're already seeing sea level rise. It affects us here. It affects all up and down the coast. We're, we're seeing effects on tides. We're seeing neighborhoods that flood regularly now that were quite as bad. All of that. You know? Bob Kelly, was it? The president? He was a former, a former CEO of GM, I think. Oh, you know, gosh. And he's got a place down like in Big Pine or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and he's on Bill Maher. You know, and, and love, hate, Bill Maher doesn't make any difference. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Maher straight up asked him, why do you have a place, you know, uh, that's probably going to be underwater someday? Well, it's all going to be underwater. What the hell? Was his response. Yes, because they don't care. They're short-term thinkers. What you deal with in this I, world, you have, this has been a constant debate over the years about long-term strategic thinking and short-term Basically, corporate interest. Yeah. All right. And what you Money end up with, and, and, corporations uh, make decisions on short term. Right. What's my profit? What's Money. my profit this Money. year? What am Money. I going to do next Money. year? What are Money. you going to make next year? Yeah. has That's nothing right. to do. They'll, they'll put out a five-year plan and a 10-year plan, and it goes out the window about as fast as they printed it. All right. It, okay. it really has nothing to do with anything that's going to drive their shareholder value. Right. And so if it doesn't drive shareholder value, it doesn't happen. Right. It's short-term interest only. So- the petroleum company isn't really thinking 20 years down the line and no. going, hey, if I kill all these customers, nobody will be around to buy my stuff. <laughs> but that's basically what you're, what's happening. Pretty much. We're going to talk about yeah. that in, in a little bit more detail because what really we're dealing with when it comes to plastics is, is a petroleum industry. It's totally a petroleum that, product. Yeah. That is spending $200 million a year on lobbying efforts in the United States alone. Right. And a lot of it is to design preemptive legislation that prevents small communities or even other entities. Entities in the state, <coughs> you can throw from, another two hundred million on from basically that's making misleading. rules yeah. that would disadvantage them, right? Because oh, you're not going to buy as much as my product. You're not going to buy more each year. Well, I've got to have growth, or else Ooh. tragedy happens for right. my shareholder value, right. right? And this is what really happens. All right, so we're looking at that right in the face, and it's looking back at us, yeah. and they're going. We still got to make profit, and so they're going to spend two hundred million dollars a year on lobbying efforts to get their will, and they will force us to buy their product until we're gone. But you can't well, and see that. Uh, and and, and I don't hate the industry. No, no, you it, the industry yeah. enabled us to get where we're at. The point is, people have to understand that change becomes necessary, especially when we become aware. There's a better way. There's a better method. Is it easy to change? No, it's hard. All right. 
and people don't want to change. You can have a big corporation. I worked at GE, and I remember Jack Welsh was the biggest people Jack. person there was. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Everybody yeah. thought they called him Neutron Jack, but yeah. honestly, the guy cared about the smallest person in the company. Yeah. And he repeatedly, you know, demonstrating that through the whole time I was there. I was there for a little over six and a half years, yeah. you know. And so, anyway, Jack, uh, you know, believed in that little person. Right. And. You know, they would, you know, when you start looking at, you know, what happens now, there, you know, corporations don't necessarily believe in the little people. Right. You know, and. Well, they're interchangeable parts. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we would teach these people, okay, you, we need to cross train you. You want to do what? You want to change? You're going to, I'm going to lose my job? No, no. We want to cross train you so you can do more. We want to become a team so if somebody's out, you right. can fill it. You want to? I'm going to lose my job if you if you train somebody else to do my job. Yeah. And this is what went on. Yeah. All right. We're paying people. We're asking them to change. Go learn something new. Right. We're going to teach this person something new too, and we're all going to know these cross pollinated positions. Right. They were in sheer fear. Didn't want to learn anything. We finally got it done. But it's the fact that you can pay people, and they're still going to fight you on change. Right. All right. So now you're talking about community and you're going to ask people to change and they're like what change i'm in a habit i I have the habit of doing this it's going to cost me more money i don't want to do that well everybody fears what it's going to come down to in my discussion with you guys today is pollution is an issue of convenience sure it is all right absolutely and it's that look at a coffee maker it's more exactly but it's more convenient for me to be handed a bag full of goodies at the store and walk out sure than for me to carry my own bags in and put stuff in those and carry those out god bless my wife all right you know because we cannot leave the house on, on our way to the grocery store without having half a dozen of those woven reusable garbage yeah. bags or food bags Carpentry, yeah, what the hell's the difference, right? But you know, I mean, we we so we bring our own bags into the store, right? And I, I've got to I got to tell you, the first time I did that, I felt like kind of like Jesus, how big of a nerd have I become? <laughs> Pretty big, you know, because you know, it's kind of getting fashionable now. And the the baggers that work at the stores kind of look at you and go, "Oh, hey, man, this is cool." You want, yep. They're 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 the teenagers. They're the post millennial. You know, so, I mean, they see it coming up. They understand the need. You know, I mean, I've had them at a couple of different, both grocery stores down here, mm-hmm. say, thank you for bringing your own bags. Right. You know? You, you know what? If you get kind of in the habit of bringing your own bags, you realize, oh, God, it's actually really kind of easier than the other bags because yep. I don't have to worry about the bags after. And guess what? Two of my personal carry bags right. usually handle about what a dozen of the other oh, bags yeah, do. That's what's so amazing. I tell you, I walk out with two bags and they're just full. You well, know? and your personal it, carry bags are not going to get caught underneath the car and start the car on fire. <laughs> no, that's true, too. I haven't had that happen yet. But, yeah. uh, or blow out and kill a yeah. turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exa- well, yeah. that's really what well, happens. Yeah. When we lose so, something out of the waste stream down here, we see it very clearly that, boom, it ends up waving ass from the mangroves and then yeah. it disappears from the mangroves and it's in the water. Yeah. And there's hazard. There's threats to our ecosystem. And, How many and times so, have you seen a documentary where they're cutting plastic rings absolutely. off of turtles and absolutely. fish and It's dolphins very tangible. And, the, you yeah. Line, lobster line, yeah. whatever yeah. it may be, yeah. it's all plastic and it's all a hazard to our ecosystem. Yeah. And, you know, affecting that change, again, is what we're talking about. But, you know, if I forget my bags, do you know what I do? I don't take any bags. I put all my stuff right back in the cart, and guess and what? I'm the fastest out. guy. I'm the Absolutely. fastest guy going through the line, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I look at it. It's everybody did that, and Aldi's doesn't give you bags. Aldi's, no. you know, you just put it right back in the cart. Yeah. And if everybody did that, they'd actually save headcount, the ma- oh, amount of money that these grocery stores sure. would save. It even was a couple of people Those plastic uh, bags a year. Are not expensive, you know? but they're when you use a billion of them in a year, oh god, it runs yes. into some dough. You know how long their life expectancy is in terms of utility? Twelve oh. minutes. All right, that's it. Twelve minutes, and 12 minutes. and it's dead. You don't use it anymore. You know, it's gonna. It has to be either recycled, thrown away, or whatever. How long does one of these last? They last four or five hundred years. These plastic pointing. water bottles. Is there the not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you saw that, folks, right? Yeah, right there. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it, 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 you know, when you think about it, and I've read of this. I've obviously, I've never been to that part of the ocean, but somewhere out there, I've been told 
is something the size of Texas. Gyres out in the Pacific, sure. And there's gyres in all in five different gyres? locations. Gyres, yeah. They just are eddies that start everything starts revolving around in the center of the ocean. Yeah. And there's five different major gyres across the globe. One's yeah. in the Pacific. You've got one down off of Australia. You've got one out here in the Atlantic and in the south part not, of the Atlantic. Not where you want to drive your sport runabout through that, obviously. No, no, that. no. There's a whole machine that this guy created that's a big monster that's out there floating around. It's gradually collecting some of that plastic. This is, you know, prototype stuff they're trying to determine can we make it economically feasible to go recover that plastic and do something else with that plastic whether well, it's recycle it plastic or the size of the state of texas right. they ought to be able to recycle well, it somehow it's just what you see on the surface it's deep too it's you know so there's a huge volume so we're talking there. about cubic as cubic, well exactly yeah. look only nine percent of plastic gets recycled all right yeah the rest of the plastic either gets burned for waste to energy, which that doesn't add to our carbon problem. Now, does no. it? It's fossil fuel yeah. that we pumped out of the ground, and we're bu- burning it for these waste to energy programs, right? <laughs> and then we turn around and... Hey, and you, exactly. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Do you ever get to a point where you're, like, looking in the mirror going, why are we still here? How, how did we survive I want, this long? I want my children and their children to be here. Yeah. All right? And I want them to have a quality of life I that makes sense. They're not refugees. Like to be around they're not, they're yeah. not, you know, wondering what happened to this great nation because it collapsed. Right. Because the rest of the world collapsed, too. Right. We don't need people living in caves again or whatever it is, you know. I mean, yes, I can think of a billion horror stories, but the reality is you're going to see some of that. So, you know, when you start thinking about the dynamics of plastic where, you know, only only 9% is recycled, about 60% may end up in this waste to energy stuff. Well, the rest is either in a dump or out in that ocean. Yeah. All right, and that's pretty much where it goes. That's a big chunk. So it is a, a crazy, crazy situation we're in in terms of the total volume of plastic that goes in the ocean each year. And it's not just about that. It's about things that I'm going to bring back to home right now because we're dealing with an issue here in the state that all of us realize this whole plastic bag discussion we just had was something that a lot of people have already started doing. Sure. But... What really works, all right, these are, again, change management, all this stuff. What works, and it, these are proven. These are proven research things. Right. I'm just regurgitating right. great science research that went out there and statistically measured what works and what programs don't. It is volunteer, good science, Volunteer too. programs do not work. Right. Okay? Goodwill is there, and a percentage of the population will do it. But it's ineffective. What is effective to, to help that change occur is to come in with restrictive programs. You cannot use fossil fuel-based petroleum plastics any longer as retail distributed single-use plastics. Straws, cups, uh, to-go containers, plastic bags, styrofoam, yeah, these all things. All the above. And you can't use those anymore. You want to know why? Because we have alternatives that don't represent the threat. They don't last they dissolve. Existential. They dissolve in the marine environment. Right. I actually will talk about a student's projects the last two years. If you remind me, I'll, t- right. I'll talk about his projects sure. here in a second. But uh, bottom line is, you know, these alternatives are available today. And if demand ramps up, economies of scale are going to make those cheaper than fossil fuels because it's cheaper to grow corn and other plants and take that well, starch product yeah. to create this, This uh, basically, it's cellulose. It's what we used to create a long time ago. So you create these well, forms of plastic that are biodegradable and harmless instead of the fossil fuels. Cellulose is a remarkable product. Uh, I know this from having read uh, too many uh, Tom Clancy novels about uh, <laughs> bombs that are wrapped in cellulose as part of the bomb-making process. So, yeah, cellulose, if it's good enough to build a bomb that you can fire <laughs> out of a jet cra- aircraft into a drug dealer's uh, estate in Central America and wipe out the family, you know what? It's probably good enough to make straws and cups and stuff like that out of. 
<laughs> exactly. Just saying. You know. Exactly. So, but like, we are at, at 28 minutes after the hour. Right. I want to get to the real plastic-free Florida we're, that you've got going on. Absolutely. And we're also going to talk about mosquitoes here. So, uh, folks, we're going to take a break. Harry, uh, you are listening to The View from Paradise, live from Bayside Gourmet in Alamorada. I'm Mark Mills. Come on back. We'll be with you in a couple minutes. You've been coming to the Keys for a while, and you rent a nice place, but the rents keep going up. You know it's time to consider buying a home in the Keys. First thing, find out how much home you can afford. Time to talk to Jim. Jim LaPointe is your new Keys local lender. Easy qualifying, lowest rates, FHA, VA, conventional. Time to talk to Jim. Log on to RadioA18.com. Click on Interest Rates. Rates change often, so check them daily. Time to talk to Jim. Keys, folks, it's that time of year again. You are running every which way you can, and it seems like you just cannot keep up. That's right. It's season. (laughs) Not that season. Tax season. Hi, this is Mark Mills. For the last 10 years, Marshall Walker and his team at H&R Block in Key Largo, you know, the one over by the Publix, well, they have done my taxes through thick and thin. H&R Block has been there for me, and they have won my taxes. Let H&R Block in Key Largo, next to the Publix, get your taxes won. The end of tax season is nigh. Call now, 305-451-2562. For a great holiday read, pick up the latest Jake Sullivan thriller, Gypsies in the Palace. Jake has recovered from his gun-taught inflicted coma and heads to Key West. A late-night assault at his office catapults him back into the game, hunting for a deadly toxin threatening the keys. Not knowing who is friend or foe, he and Mike Lang are led to the Bahamas to find the truth. There he discovers a trusted friend is actually a malevolent enemy. Pick up Chip Bell's latest gripper, Gypsies in the Palace, at ChipBellAuthor.com. Monroe County Bail Bonds is a local family-owned and operated bail bonding agency in the Florida Keys. Fully licensed and serving residents and visitors for over 20 years. Three-day getaway down in the Florida Keys. This time Duval Street got the best of me. I argued with the cop, he said I was speeding, then I really ran out of luck. When my girlfriend leaned over and whispered real loud, he's stubborn when he's drunk. I came here on vacation, I'm going home on probation. That's right, there's always an agent on call 24-7 at Monroe County Bail Bonds. Call us when you need us with two locations, Tavernier at 305-852-3268 or Key West at 305-296-7724 or go to floridakeysbail.com. Going home on probation. (laughs) Great for a birthday, anniversary party, but a real estate transaction? Mm -mm, That is not what you want. You don't want surprises when it comes to closing a real estate deal. The way to a smooth closing with no surprises is Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call Ginny or Pam or even Irene. Hey, these three gals will take care of you. Close your transaction smoothly with no surprises. Real estate closings, 1031 exchange, escrow, all your needs are taken care of there with no surprises. It's Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call 305-451-0032 or just Google up Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Google it up. (laughs) Google it up. So much easier than saying log on. Google it up. Everybody knows what the hell you're talking about. Log on. You know, it goes by some folks. So welcome back to The View from Paradise. Mark Mills here, uh, along with Barry Ray, who is the executive director of Florida Keys Environmental Coalition. And, and again, uh, I say, dude, you have many irons uh, in the I fire, do. you know, uh, not the least of which is plastic-free Florida. Right. And how can, how can you look at things that are in need of a voice and not be part of that, you know, not help 
bring people to, to yeah. an awareness. It does. And that's what Plastic Free Florida is. What, Believe it or not, we started a, a coalition here in the Keys, yeah. really spawned out of the movie Plastic Ocean that uh, the sanctuary was sponsoring. Right. Right. The reason why they put that movie out there was really to try and motivate people to eliminate retail distribution of single-use plastic, your cups, your bags, your straws, all that stuff that we don't really need plastic for. You know, and there's been great programs. It is an easy item to get rid of, too. Oh, yeah. Isn't there's it? plenty of substitutes. Yeah. And they're, and they're biodegradable. They don't represent harm to our, you know, environment. Right. And here, it's so easy to harm the environment. It really is. And so we <laughs> have to, to it, be man. extra careful. But it puts us in a position where we have to have the loudest voice sometimes. We right. have to lead the state. And, again, this is what we are doing. It's not just me. Off and start smacking it, it was the, the sanctuary yeah. that started the leadership. And we picked up on it, right. understanding what their purpose was. Right. And we coalesced a group here in the Keys called Plastic Free Keys to look at eliminating single-use plastic. And we developed a strategy. The, the sanctuary sat in on those discussions. They don't participate in the politics. Right. But they sat in and advised and, you know, helped us along as, as well as the city of Key West. And, right. Uh, Reef Relief and Reef and Coral Restoration Foundation. This is not a one, you know, trick pony, one no. one party. This what? is a lot of different groups that got together and said, we need to do this. So our strategy was to go to all the municipalities and have them vote in comprehensive regulations that provided guidance. So people Ooh, I knew bet the you got right. A lot of kickback on that. Well, no, but not from the communities, believe yeah, it or not, from the should. not from the elected officials. Uh, basically, they already understood the equation that we need to provide guidance to people on what are acceptable products, right. and and provide negative incentive for passing out. You know, plastic, we don't want that in our community, so we're going to eliminate it. Right. And, you know, if you continue to do that, we will have penalties. But it's supposed to be an educational ordinance right. to teach people what is the acceptable next step. And then we were going to form bodies in the community to become experts on what our next steps to help us with plastic distribution and plastic consumption are how can we do better each step of the way because we've got water bottles too that fall into another category those aren't single-use retail distributed you know unless you're selling a water bottle but there are exceptions you have to make to these laws as you're coming in so that you have something that's adoptable first our constitution has amendments right and once you adopt it now you can make improvements so now plastic free florida what we found out is we go in we knew there was a a battle going on that started at coral gables in 2008 we had a company by the name of publix right yes publix that great (laughs) supermarket that's privately owned and they use their money for their own profit oriented purposes regularly with our politics and passing laws right and so what they did is they passed a law in 2008 before the rest of the world really became aware that this was going to be a big issue uh and they passed this law that said we're going to preempt anybody in a local community from making a law that uh, controls single-use retail distributed plastic plastic bags. They started actually with styrofoam containers. Then they migrated to plastic bags. Really? Last year, they tried to get the law passed for plastic straws. And when it passed the legislature, the governor vetoed it in May. DeSantis. DeSantis, yes. He's been a trooper, man. He stood up for the environment every chance he had to. And he stood up and he looked at that legislature as he vetoed that law. And he says, I don't think the citizens of the state want you passing laws like this. Good for him. All right. It's he's very a, he's determined, very chastising. Yeah, he's a very interesting Republican. He is. He, yeah. He's He's got the people in focus. Yeah. He's Cuban, for goodness sake, isn't he? I have no idea. Yes, I, <laughs> I care less. No, no. He no, can be purple with pink polka dots. But, but they're different I, kind of people, though. Oh, I mean, he, he does anything, you know? He's, I mean, he's, he's been a real honest broker, if you ask me. Gotcha. He's right. really acted in behalf of the people and, beha- and the environment was what the people were crying out for. Cyanobacteria, right. red tide, right. all of these water quality issues that end up on our doorstep down here in the Keys and have been weakening our coral for years, he stood up for. He completely cleaned out all of South Florida Water Management yeah. District because it was a group of cronies. He doesn't want and to be red tide run. He no. Wants to, he he wants, you put know. in great people in the South Florida right. Water Management District. He appointed yep. a brand new head 
of basically this the the cyanobacteria, yeah. the, the uh, all of that, the blue green algae task right, force. Right. He appointed a resiliency officer for the first time in the history of this state, and first she time. is. Yeah, she is wonderful. I heard her speak down in uh, at the climate summit in right. um, uh, Key West just well, uh, several weeks months ago. Resiliency officer Rhonda Hay. She was on here last right, week. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Was, Another good example. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You know. And and so we're all you know we look at these positive changes that our governor has made. He's setting an example. Well, the example he set was that. Issues like this belong where they originally were, under the control of local governments. Right. This is what we call home rule. Right. Our state, by default, has a policy. It was a constitutional document Part of the Florida that Constitution. says home rule right. is the standard. Yeah. And when somebody in the legislature, well, gets paid because we want you to pass <laughs> a law like this and protect our corporate interest... Uh, well, then you're, 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 they you take don't, you don't away think home rule. Waiting this, do you at all? No, yeah. like, they, yeah. they, you're amazing, Barry. This is exactly <laughs> what's happened, though. All right, you you can't sugarcoat this stuff. No, this is really what's happened. So somebody without any knowledge of how sensitive this environment is, and if you don't fight for it, nobody else is. You're going to be SOL, well, man. That's it. So we get to see this first. We're the canary in the coal mine for Florida. Right. Right. All right? right. So we stand up and fight. The Conk Republic stands up and fights. Right. That's one darn thing. We, we will lead the state. And when they pass those types of laws and steal our home rule, this was our right our to decide. Right. Our right. They took this away from us, and they've done it on other things. I'll give you another example of what Publix did. When Miami Beach wanted to raise minimum wage, the state was $8 and some change, and Miami wanted to raise it to 13 something Publix didn't like that. So they financed a preemptive law that said only the state can define minimum wage, not Miami Beach. All right. So these are patterns of behavior. They don't care about you. They don't care about these environments. They don't care about our ecosystems. They only care about what's important to them. Short-term profit. All right? It all comes around in full circle here. Here's the problem. Wow. And I'm, if I may raise... Uh, yeah, remember, Harry's the guy who doesn't want to talk on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go I ahead. hate it. No, but if he brings his bass, we'll be singing. <laughs> right. Right. There you go. <laughs> they have spent billions to educate us to be a disposable society. That's course. perfectly said. That's marketing. Yes. They, and yeah. you want to fight that with education to change human nature that has been installed and instilled in us. Uh, yeah. yeah. And... Here we are where we are suffering the symptoms yeah. of all the tourism folks that stop right. into Publix. They have no idea about our home rule or our laws or whatever, but yeah. they go down to the beaches, and all of a sudden that's where it's, we see the results of right. all of this uh, instinct of a disposable society. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a shore up on that. Give me. Come well, on, big boy. Yeah, we, here's the but we are you're a throwaway at, society. Yeah, you're you're we perfectly are totally, on spot. And we've been yep. marketed to that mentality. Yep. You know, uh, in the land of China, you know, they are the number one manufacturer of windmills and solar panels. How about number that? one. Yeah. You know, why do you think that is? Not because they're nice guys, not because they're trying to piss off Americans. They are because there is profit in that. Absolutely. There is money in that. And for years we were told, well, you can't make solar panels, you can't make any money doing it. You can't make windmills, you can't make any money in it. It's like, all right, <laughs> where did this wagon load of BS come from? You know, and I mean, we're being marketed to, you know, and I'll tell you what. When a particular individual promised to bring all these coal jobs back to the country, the worst possible thing you could do. And I have nothing against what a man does for a living. No, nope. I, I Absolutely respect not. anybody who's going to go down in a hole in the ground a mile down and dig coal. He's got bigger balls than I will ever Where have. Where would we be without those people? But, you know, the bottom line is I would gladly take that man out of that hole. And, and educate him to build a windmill, yep. to build a solar panel, and pay him twice as much money 
And per hour, right? But as he can we make. we have we see the need to transition. You know, whether it be your vehicle, whether you're ready to adopt a, a electric car right. or whatever, we all have to start doing things differently. Right. All right. When it comes to plastic, and you wonder why you you have this big petroleum lobby we talked about. Sure. You know, two hundred million a year. You sure. know, to pay for laws to to assure that they still can have a market. We have to object. We all have to yeah, object. I agree. And we have to realize that we have to be part of this solution. Yep. And so when a company like Publix does what they did to f- steal our rights to, to make rights the proper decisions for our community, we need to object. Yeah. Now, Publix has a lot of goodwill. That, that I think that goodwill uh, is falsely school, placed. Their program is magnificent. Well, I've been a big supporter of that for a long time. The, the bottom line but, is what, what they do is they, they have a little bit of investment in doing these community things, and they get a lot of goodwill out well, of it. They got tons of it out of me. But, but the behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff that they do is really reprehensible. It is. And it doesn't get exposed. You know, we wish they I would come in line. We, we think it's just crazy that, that they would want to give away plastic. But I have to believe that there's an ulterior motive. There's probably a, uh, an investment. They probably have a big stake in the plastics industry. They are a privately owned Single company. use. And, and so they're giving away this plastic when there's better alternatives. And so here's what we're doing as Plastic Free Florida. There's, it is a strategy that we started this, and we want to amplify this discussion each week. So what we're doing is we're protesting in front of Publix. We're protesting a few things. One, Publix passed these laws, and they basically trash our community. When you say they passed these laws, they... They uh, paid for these laws getting passed, yeah. all right? They pay for the court cases that are being fought right now to sustain those laws, okay. all right? That court case right now with Coral Gables is at the Supreme Court right. in uh, Florida, yeah. and we may or may not win that. We don't know. So what this is, the plastic-free keys, we're pushing to pass two bills that are in the legislature now. SB 182, which is the Senate bill that would repeal these two laws that protect their interest in plastics. All right. The other one is HB, House Bill 6043, and it would do the same thing. They're identical bills that will repeal these laws. We're supporting those. That's part of what we're doing with our protests. We're also exposing that Publix is culpable in this, actively culpable. And then we're also asking school kids to come out and explain what plastic means to them. Right. All right. We don't want the kids associated with the policy issue. Uh, they want to. I like that. They may want to get into the policy oh, issue. Like kids that. are pretty progressive. <laughs> but we ask them, please, just come out and tell what plastic means to you, what you've learned about plastic. And when a kid shows up and goes, there's no planet B. Yeah. It is a powerful statement with a kid. Very, in a, not Plan B. You said Planet. Planet B. B. Planet. Right. Yeah. There is no yeah. Planet B. Yeah. We don't All right. Until Elon Musk one. gets to Mars, right? Yeah. There yeah. is no Planet B. Yeah. And that's a ways off. All right. So we're, this is about our children and our children's children, whether or not they have a quality of life existence. If we're not fighting for them, nobody is. This is real. This yeah. is not, oh, well, it's really not happening. No, it's happening. And it's happening fast, all right? Our sea level rise is happening. There's a whole series of things. Fossil fuels are the way we got to this level in our technology, the way we got to this quality level in our society. But we all have to recognize that fossil fuels are antiquated and they need to be changed out for better solutions. And, yes, there's some growing pains. There's this change management. There's this difficulty to adopt new habits. Well, it was easy doing it this way. I just go to the gas station, fill it up, and I'm done. And I keep going. And I Exactly. Well, guess what? I have a friend of mine that has a battery company that is developing right now. They're establishing a, a, a place in Detroit. Yeah. And their battery technology will allow you to charge your car as fast as you pump fuel into it. So the technology is coming of age. Yes, it is. All right? Yeah. And we will get there. But you have to believe in this, and you have to actively be the change you want to see. All right? On that point... Let's hold it right there. Good point. It is, uh, I think we are 10 well, minutes in front of the hour. Yes. Cool. 
We're coming back, man. You're All not right. done yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> folks, uh, we're going to take another break. You're listening to The View live on Radio A1A from Bayside Gourmet at 82.7. And uh, Barry Ray is uh, kind of taking us to school tonight. Yes, he has, Mark. And enjoying the class, too. Uh, please stick around. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. With a pink hotel of boots, you're going to swing in hot spots. This is your Key West Honorary Mayor, Gonzo Mays, and you're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. So damn the carnations, full speed ahead! Hi everyone, Key West Honorary Mayor Gonzo Mays here. If you want to take a fun romp with yours truly, check out my scratch-and-sniff Gonzo Dispatches in every edition of Destination Florida. Destination Florida will also give you the 411 on everything that's happening throughout Key West and all the Florida Keys. Looking for great places to explore, shop, eat, and party? Destination Florida will point you in the right direction. You can find the number one Florida Keys Visitor's Guide in rooms of top lodging properties, the local chambers, and popular spots throughout the fabulous Florida Keys. Also online at DestinationFloridaKeys.com. Check it out. Hello, Radio A1A listeners. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. Let me ask you, are you tired of the same old real estate agents doing the same old stuff the same old way? I provide a level of service that most agents can't, don't, or won't. Contact me to find your piece of paradise here in the Florida Keys or to assist you in finding a great agent nationwide. As part of the Christie's International Real Estate Network, I've got a team of agents that can take care of you no matter where you are. So no matter what your real estate needs are, with 22 years of service, contact me, Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk of American Caribbean Real Estate at 305-439-7730 or visit me at my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestatekonk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. This is Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. And remember when the Beatles sang about Twist and Shout? Yeah. They weren't talking about dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the program, folks. The View live from uh, Bayside Gourmet in Paradise. Uh, We are talking with Barry Ray, who is the executive director of Florida Keys uh, Environmental Coalition. Um, You have a protest, uh, uh, basically a a sort of a knowledge uh, moment. We do. Part of our strategy was to, to get this, you know, image of... The community of, the, of Florida, right. basically objecting to us, you know, having home rule stolen away from us, and we can't do anything to improve what right. we know we can improve, right. and we know these programs work. So from nine to noon every Saturday and Sunday, gather your friends, pack a cooler, make some cool signs that object to uh, public stealing our home rule, yeah. and. Uh, support SB 182 and go out and protest to Publix near you. Yep. All right? Take pictures. And I want you to post those pictures. There's a page that you can join. It's called Plastic Free Florida yep. on Facebook. Go okay. find it. It's a page, not the group. There yeah. is a group out there. Yeah. But we are the pa- page, Plastic Free Florida. Okay. And go post your pictures from all over, wherever you may be. Take those pictures. Be encouraged to bring school kids out there so they can explain what plastic means to them in their life. They've learned a lot about it in school. And they're all, they well, all understand it the, needs to change. There is no planet B. There is no planet B. <laughs> I mean, I love that out of our scouts this weekend. Can we have Barry back on again? Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah, no, you got an open door policy here, brother. Well, cool, man. I I love it. I love it. I can see we're going to this. The original thought was to talk to Barry about the uh, mosquito control districts uh, issues. And, uh, of course, uh, we're, you know, capsulizing this now down to about eight minutes. But uh, once again, the push is to introduce the sterilized male mosquitoes of a particular variety in hopes that that will kill off. You know the uh, exactly right. spreaders. Exactly right. We we have a company called Oxytech. Not going to happen. Came up with a great idea <laughs> yeah. that hey, we'll genetically modify mosquitoes and they'll be sterile. Well, I was and then in we'll, California when they did it with the medfly. We'll pass out only yeah. males, right? And then 
there won't be any biting females and all the mosquitoes will die. That's the ideal. <laughs> it never really worked out that way. We were able to review their scientific data from the labs and everything. We're like, hey, guys, it's not going to work like that. Yeah, Here's your sorry. problems. Yeah. Uh, they survive. Yeah. Right here, you write these words. 15% survive long enough for females to take two blood meals and lay two clutches of eggs. And 15%. You, right. And you keep telling me they all die in two days. How do you square this with that comment? Yeah. And there was never an answer, of course. They went on to some other conversation, or they, they went back. They all die in two days, and, and that's all they did for, for years, and we've fought them for years. Look, we've been fighting against these guys deploying this in the United States since 2012, all right, the beginning of 2012. Right. So this has been eight years, solid battle against these guys, and we weren't against them when we first went into the meeting to right. listen about this technology. Just we were like, you know, that's something. a good idea. Let's yeah. go look at it. Yeah. And then we walked out of the meeting going, uh, why couldn't they work. answer our questions, yeah. you know? And so Key West immediately passed uh, a lack of confidence resolution saying you right. need to answer, what's your protocol for releasing these mosquitoes? Uh, which way is the wind blowing? How close to a school or hospital? That right. kind of stuff. Right. Who's, your, who's your regulatory authority? Right. All right? Uh, who is it? They didn't have an answer. And what's your criteria for success or failure? They didn't have an answer to that either. It took them years to answer the first one. I would say it was Five years later, four years later, they answered the criteria for success or failure. It was only 50%, but yeah, wow. they're claiming they can nuke 90-something percent. And, and they failed all along the way. They did a trial down in the Cayman that really exposed their, their very ugly underbelly. They, uh, yeah, the yeah, chief yeah. scientist down there, Alan Wheeler, Dr. Wheeler, just had a series of emails, 127 pages of emails we have behind the scenes, his communications with his team, his staff. And it was pages? not pretty. Yeah, it was not pretty. Wow. All right. Wow. It was like you have mold in your lab. You're, all, you're releasing one in 50 are, are, are females. Yeah. All right. These are people that are saying Whoops. they're not going to release any females. They're releasing yeah. one in 50. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there's another company that releases uh, sterile insects here yeah. in, in, the, in uh, the United States. They do one in 250,000. All right. Oh, so yeah. they have an automatic uh, technique that was helped develop by a, a company that's owned by Alphabet. Google. Yeah, Your favorite word. Yep. All right. So, yep. you know, there are ways that science actually performs, and then there are scientific companies that don't perform well, and that is so what OxyTech is. Right. So now they've come out with a new mosquito. After all those atrocities, and we told them, hey, your mosquitoes are going to survive in the wild and hybridize with the wild species. Nope, our mosquitoes die in two days. We have 90x percent suppression and all this stuff. Guess what? 30 months later, they're still finding gen uh, genetically modified genes in the wild species in Brazil. Give me a break. That's a Come fact. On. 30 months 30 later. months later. So these are the mosquitoes that die in two days. All right. And, and so you don't have any trust with a company that can't understand its own technology, no, can't admit can't. its truthfully what its performance is right. so that you can understand what your real risk is and you can add that up. Okay, how do we mitigate risk? How, can we test this responsibly? You don't get to ask those questions because you've got nothing but misrepresentation. So in 2016, we were fighting against this, uh, this the little uh, community of Key Haven, which is a subdivision right. just outside right. in the county, just, just outside of Key West. Of Key West. Um, you know, they had become very well educated, and they were going to have a referendum on right. whether or not this trial was going to go on in their neighborhood. Right. Well, six weeks before, all of a sudden, the mosquito control, which was dominated by a guy named Phil Goodman, uh, decides, oh, no, we're going to have a countywide referendum, and they pass that. Well, we have six weeks now to educate the Keys on a very complex issue of... Uh, these mosquitoes. I mean, the people in Kiev have had years to learn about it. People are seventy thousand, and you've had millions and millions of dollars of marketing that looks like uh, objective articles being written in uh, your magazines and things like that, and online publications yeah. being spit out by Oxitech right. for for years. And they put over a million dollars in marketing. They had three different marketing agencies working on this referendum because then it was owned by a U.S. company called Intrexon. Right. And so they were able to do that. And so they misrepresented what their performance were, was actually going to be. And they had that referendum ran here in this county. And I consider that referendum invalid. You may have seen the articles I, I was right, quoted right. in uh, the newspapers recently. But that 
when you have informed consent, which you should have when you have an insect that's going to bite you or and you're going to release it in my Possibly neighborhood, it's genetically modified, disease, you're allowed yeah. to have informed consent. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's misinformed consent if you don't tell the truth. Yeah. And that's what our mosquito control is culpable in. Phil Goodman made a video, marketing video, for this company. Oh. And they're not even approved vendor. How do you do that as an elected official? All right? That's it. That that money thing. See, they can't see that on radio either, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so, that money thing. You absolutely so, wore out the the PhD on our. We had an hour show. Oh, we yeah, had him yeah. on for the first thirty minutes. Remember that? Yes. Oxytech PhD on, and then yep. Barry came on and. And then after that, they offered us money to run ads, and we said, no, I don't think so. No, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for no, that. We you. have to have some ethics in life, don't we? Yes, we do. And, and that's all that we asked for? We're going to wrap it up. Barry Ray, thank you so much. Thank you guys yes, for having us. And, and let's continue the conversation. Open door. There's more. Open door. We have Keys you know. Days coming up yeah. in Tallahassee. Let's hope our elected officials can go up and make a hey, difference man. for us. Absolutely. You got it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, that is going to wrap up uh, another edition of The View. Uh, and my eternal thanks uh, to Barry and the Florida Keys Environmental Coalition. God, they're doing some good work. Boy, aren't they? You know, and Plastic you, Free Florida. Check it out on Facebook. Uh, please go there. Get information on the uh, uh, protests, basically. That's right. Nine to noon. Publix on Saturdays. Saturdays and Sundays. Good reasons to do it, folks. Uh, we will see you next week. I'm going to be talking to Bobby Doobie from the FWC, Derelicts. And we're going to be talking about Montessori schools. Wonder. Well. Woo! See you next Love Monday. Em. All right. <laughs>